0: You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, If this is your first time uh, listening to this podcast, I'm your host, Isaac Watson. And I just want to say thank you for listening uh, In um, all of my supporters, I do this every single episode, but all of my supporters, all of my downloaders and subscribers, thank you so much for taking the time. Literally, Church Talk with Isaac is all around the world. People are listening. Uh, people are engaging. People are getting insight. People are being changed. So thank you so much. Um, if you have not, do me a favor. Paul's doing whatever you're doing. Uh, and I want you to take a, a moment and rate this podcast. If you are an Apple listener, go ahead and and rate Church Talk with Isaac. Go ahead and give me that young five star. I really do appreciate it. And also, if you can, go ahead and leave a review. Leave me a review. Let me know uh, in what ways have Church Talk with Isaac been a benefit to you, You're listening, why you listen in uh, week after week, Um, whatever it may be, maybe one or two sentences or, you know, just as you're led, uh, go ahead and say some things about how this uh, this platform has been a blessing to you and I really appreciate it, it actually gives me uh, something um, to look forward to. I actually look forward to reading your reviews and and uh, and uh, and uh, and knowing how this platform has been a blessing to you. So thank you. And not only that, not only does it help me, but it also helps this actual platform. It helps this podcast sh- channel, this podcast show become more visible uh, to people who are for people who are looking Um, For uh, shows like this that explores um, the Bible, that explores Christianity, that explores the church Um, and uh, the more the higher the rating, the more visible the show. Can I say that again? Please, please, please. The higher the rating, the more visible the show, the more um, uh, uh, the more ratings, the more reviews, the more visible the show will be. So if you really enjoy this, go ahead and please rate it. And also write a review and let me know. Give me a shout out. And I appreciate it. Also, I want to encourage you before I move forward into today's topic. I want to encourage you to send me in some topics, some things that you may want me to cover, um, that you may want to hear about. Things that you may have questions about, concerns about, um, things that may have sparked your interest. And uh, I would absolutely love to cover um, those topics as well as they are related to this platform. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into this. Um, I want to actually today. I want to do a topic based off of an email that I received and um, I'm going to leave the person uh, nameless. But I do want to to read what the individual said, uh, what they asked, what they wanted to know about and wanted clarity on. I could have responded in an email, but I, I actually wanted to. Um, be as thorough as I could so I actually want to take time and and uh, cover this um, through today's episode Um, let's see I'll begin here Um, this listener said I'm currently listening to the podcast on whether you should sow into a prophet I understand your perspective but my question is are you supposed to be receiving prophecies should we seek someone to prophesy over us Personally, I've never had someone prophesy directly over my life. I've heard preachers and pastors give general prophecies from the pulpit, but no one has ever come to me directly. Since this isn't the first podcast on prophecy, I'm wondering if I should be seeking this or if I'm not positioning myself to hear. Am I missing something? And then she also said, also, how should we as a congregation way through the general prophecies given across the pulpit. And why aren't those prophecies spoken over the individual or individuals directly? Because it can become confusing if the word given is for you or someone else. Um, and then she and then they conclude. I, I probably have a few more questions, but I'll leave it here. Thanks for your obedience. Listen, thank you so much for your questions. I actually think that these are really good questions and you're not the only person. With these questions, uh, many people have questions like these regarding the prophetic, um, regarding how the prophetic operates, whether we should uh, pursue prophecy, um, so forth and so on. So what I'm going to do during this episode is I'm going to kind of cover I'm going to break down these questions and I'm going to do my best to try to cover them uh, one by one. And hopefully it gives not only you, the one who sent uh, this message in, but those who are listening, it may give you a greater foundation and greater understanding of of how all of these things kind of work. And yes, I've done previous episodes on prophecy, the prophetic. Um, I've done one on bad prophecy versus false prophecy, prophetic ministry versus apostolic ministry. Um, should we all be able to hear God? Um, so forth and so on. So so there, there are several episodes that I've done uh, throughout the past year where we've dealt with the prophetic um, So, um, but some of these questions I don't think I've covered So I do want to take time to cover Let's go through them one by one I kind of broke these down into four steps or four questions Alright, so question number one Are you supposed to receive prophecies? I'm going to answer that plainly Yes, yes, you should be receiving prophecies Alright, prophecy is beneficial For you, it's beneficial for you to receive um, prophetic words or prophecies or or, or having someone um, speak or sing over your life, maybe even write a prophetic word, however, you receive it. Um, I believe that it, it it is very beneficial. First Timothy one and 18 says this charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage a good warfare. So in other words, prophecy is something that is that can be used as a weapon. It can be used as as something that that you use to wage a good warfare when god speaks over your life sometimes throughout life we can have things happen in our life that can be discouraging that can be distracting, that can that can uh, lead us astray in, some, in certain areas. And sometimes the word of the Lord, when a prophecy is released, when God begins to speak into your life through a man or through a woman or even things that he may have even confirmed to you directly, it gives you something to continue to strive and to press and to move forward for. It gives you a hope to hold on to. Prophecy is beneficial. When things look opposite to what God said, it's important to go back to what God said and pray and believe and meditate on those prophetic words. So I don't believe that there's anything wrong um, with receiving prophecies as as believers. You should receive prophecy. Here's some other reasons why you should receive prophecy. First uh, Corinthians chapter 14, I believe, verse three, it says he who prophesies. Uh, Speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men Prophesies unto edification, exhortation, and comfort So prophecy, when we deal with edification Edification, it means to build, All right, It comes from, uh, it's where the word edifice actually comes from The word edification So prophecy helps to build up your life So when you receive prophetic words It actually helps to build up your life In a healthy, positive way Prophecy also exhorts. Um, So so uh, exhortation, it literally means to encourage or to urge you towards righteousness, holiness or proper alignment. So prophecy, when you receive a prophetic word, it helps to encourage you. It helps to urge you toward proper alignment, proper alignment to the will of God, proper alignment to the plans of God concerning your life, proper alignment to your purpose, to your destiny. So so yes. And thirdly, prophecy Uh, comforts you. So prophecy comforts you concerning godly living, comforts you concerning your future in Christ, comforts you concerning even your past or future situations. So prophecy is something that I believe should be received by people. And sometimes what I've seen happen is that people have become very critical and um, people have become um, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Suspicious. Uh, Regarding prophetic ministry. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I personally believe that prophecy should be normalized within the church context. So I know that, um, you know, there was some things that were said about never having to receive, never having received a a, a prophecy from anyone specifically. But being in environments where corporate words are going forth, Um, I believe that prophecy should be normalized. Uh, within the church context, where corporate prophecies are going forward, where there's a freedom for personal prophecy, where people are encouraged to prophesy. Um, And uh, this is one thing we have to look at. If uh, I believe first Corinthians chapter 14, verse one, it says earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you would prophesy. Um, Another translation says that earnestly covet or covet um, spiritual gifts but especially that you would prophesy and that word covet means to strongly desire so so this is one thing we have to, to think about when we're dealing with whether or not we are to receive prophecies from people uh, think about this if paul is admonishing you to covet or to strongly desire prophecy so that the church is strengthened um, that would also mean that the church has to be open to receive prophecy why would paul tell um a, a church to earnestly to desire prophesying or to desire to release prophetic words if the recipients are not going to be open to receive those words. I I believe the commission to prophesy can also be a commission to receive as well. So the church has to be open to receive prophecy. Now, again, I know that sometimes uh, the prophetic can get a little uh, weird. Uh, It can be uh, scary, so forth and so on. So uh, this is what I want to say about that. Yes, we are to be discerning concerning prophecy, but we are not to approach the prophetic with suspicion. Let me say that again. Yes, we are to be discerning um, regarding prophecy or concerning prophecy, but we're not to approach the prophetic with suspicion. Let me tell you what the difference is. Discernment, when you're discerning, um, the prophetic or, or um, a, uh, whether it's a discerning of spirits or, or or just discerning right from wrong. What discernment does is discernment pulls the best from the prophecy. All right. Because every prophecy may not be 100 percent correct. You know, the Bible says in First Corinthians 13 that we know in part and we prophesy in part. So so discernment, what it does is it pulls the best from prophecy but suspicion shuts down the prophetic flow because suspicion creates a distrustful relationship with the prophetic. When you're suspicious about it and you have a negative connotation concerning it, and you're and you're critical and 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 you're not sure if you should receive prophecy, you're creating a distrustful relationship with the prophetic. And I believe that the prophetic has always been designed by God to be something that is embraced, something that is uh that every believer honestly I believe should should flow in it, meaning that every believer should prophesy. And I believe that prophecy should be made available for every believer. All right. So all of those honestly was to answer your first question. Are you supposed to receive prophecies? All right. The second the second question that was asked is should we seek someone to prophesy over us? Now, this is connected to the first question, but it's not quite the same because this this deals with um, with pursuing as far as uh, I think there can be extremes to it because you have people that I would call prophetic junkies. All right. So this. This is what I would say to that. Excuse me. This is what I would say to that. You should be open to prophecy, um, but I would not say that you ought to become a prophetic junkie um, to the point to where you're always looking for a prophetic word from someone and you're and you're never content with hearing God for yourself. But prophecy within itself should be encouraged. All right. Now, this flows in different ways, because quite honestly, especially if you've never received a prophetic word before, it doesn't mean that you're in a bad church. Please hear me. It doesn't mean that you're in a bad church, but certain churches have strengths. Certain churches have 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 weaknesses and certain churches have their own culture. So if your church culture does not embrace the prophetic, uh, quite honestly, it is going to be less likely that you receive a personal prophetic word or, or personal prophecy. Um, but if your church has emphasis on having a prophetic culture, It's not likely that personal prophecy will be foreign to you. If your church has an emphasis on prophetic cultures and developing a strong prophetic culture, most likely you would have probably received a prophetic word. Let me give you an example. The church that that I oversee apostolically in Park Forest, Illinois, is Encounter Worship Center. And when we have new partners or when people join the ministry and they partner with our church, um, they go through a new partners class, a new partners course where they learn our culture. They learn our vision. Uh, So forth and so on. And one of the things we do, every last person that has graduated from our new partners class, we prophesy over each and every one of them. We have prophetic ministers, prophetic teams. Uh, My wife and I will prophesy uh, to them. Even the children and the babies get prophetic words if families are joining because God just doesn't want to talk to adults. God has something to say about everyone. Come on. If you're here, if you're born, if you're alive, it's because there's purpose and God wants to speak to that purpose. So we even prophesy to the children and the babies. And uh, it's the responsibility of the parents to steward the prophetic words over their children that may not necessarily understand what's going on. And the reason why we do that is because it gives them something to fight for. For, prophecy does it gives them something to war with it gives them something to look forward to and and, and it also gives them um, uh, and, it, and it also allows them to realize um, things about themselves concerning what God says about them. All right. So we 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 have a strong emphasis in developing and having a prophetic culture. So no one will be a part of our church and say we've never received a prophetic word, to be quite honest. Now, let me let me reemphasize. All right. That. If that is not the culture of your church, it does not mean that the, that the church is bad, that it's a negative or toxic culture or anything like that. Churches just have different emphases depending on their background, depending on if, if it's denominational or not, depending on the pastor's experience or the pastor's strengths or weaknesses, whatever it may be. It just so happened that because I'm also a prophet and I'm also prophetic. And 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 I personally have a deep investment in in the prophetic and understand the benefits of it. I've made that a normalized part of our church culture. So um, those are some things to consider. Now, uh, um, I also want to I also want to speak to I believe it was the second part of the question: Should we seek someone to prophesy over us? and then you begin to ask about corporate prophecy so let me go ahead and, and let me say this uh regarding corporate prophecies uh you know what let me let me go back let me go back um because when we're dealing with the uh, a- actually this goes to the third question i'm i'm sorry i'm ra- i'm rambling a little bit but the third question uh a statement and then question it it says i've heard preachers and pastors give general prophecies from the pulpit but no one has ever come to me directly since this isn't the first podcast on prophecy i'm wondering if i should be seeking this or if i'm not positioned myself to hear am i missing something am i missing something so when we're when we are dealing with corporate prophecies all right and even churches that may not necessarily have stronger prophetic cultures, we have to look at the fact that not everyone has the same measure, as a, a meaning that their jurisdiction or their um, their graces are not the same. Um, their interests, what God has called them to. That's what I mean by grace in this instance. What God has called them to, what God has anointed them for or graced them to do is not the same. Uh, everyone does not have the same revelation or knowledge concerning the prophetic. So actually some pastors, some leaders... Some of them are suspicious, just like I talked about earlier. Some of them are cons- are suspicious about the prophetic. Um, and it may be for, for, for some reasons that may be valid. Some of them may have had bad experiences with the prophetic. Some of them may be unlearned, concerning it, untrained when dealing with the prophetic. Some of them may be simply insecure or may even just simply be afraid of the prophetic because it is a spiritual technology. It is a spiritual realm that we operate in. Um, so for some of these reasons, and there are other reasons as well, uh, there are some leaders in churches that just don't deal with the prophetic. Now, um, you know, if you feel like you need more of the prophetic in your life, Um, That doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave your church. There are other resources that you can go to there. There are people that are that are trusted that that host uh, events that may do webinars or teachings on the prophetic that may activate or train on the prophetic and it doesn't require you to leave your church. Um, and I want to say this, everybody's not trustworthy or those things. So, um, a a lot of these things are worth investigating, looking, uh, looking into and discerning. All right. Now, when you're dealing with corporate prophecy versus personal prophecy, let me say this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with corporate prophecies. All right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with corporate prophecies. Corporate prophecy has its place. It's beneficial, um, I believe that is beneficial when God wants to speak. Sometimes God speaks to individuals, but there are other times when God speaks over people groups. God may want to speak to the congregation. He may want to speak to the all men in the congregation, all women, all children in the congregation. There were times where the, uh, in most times in the Old Testament when prophecies were released, they were released. They were released over entire nations, the nation of Israel or wherever, um, the prophetic word was released. So we see corporate prophecy as being something that is scriptural is biblical both in the old and in the new testament in the new covenant so I do believe in the power of corporate prophecy there's nothing wrong with it it has its place now this is the thing if a corporate prophecy is released over you or over a congregation I know you said sometimes we don't know what to receive what's for us and what's not this is how I would probably um, encourage you to kind of measure that is if a if a prophecy uh, if a corporate prophecy is released I would say, and, and and look this up, apply First Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 to that, all right? And this is what it says. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what's good, all right? So in other words, um, when corporate prophecies are going forth, and this can apply to personal prophecies too, but particularly when corporate prophecies are going forth, um, this is ultimately saying don't despise prophecy when it's going forth, all right? Don't automatically just... Reject it. All right. Um, Don't 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 despise it. Test it. Discern it and hold fast to what's good. Hold fast to what's good that relates to you. So in other words, discern and receive what applies to you. If what's released, if some of it doesn't apply to you, you do not have to receive it for yourself. Let me say that again. If something is being released and it does not apply to you. Um, if some of it applies to you, receive what applies to you. If some of it does not apply to you, you do not have to receive it for yourself. It may be for someone else in the congregation and that's absolutely okay. That's absolutely fine. So that's a part of holding on to what's good. Um, letting go of what's not good. All right. Um, so I, I I really do hope that I was able to answer some of your questions, and honestly, I I know the individual personally um, who who sent the inbox. We've been knowing each other since the eighth grade, actually, and I think it's absolutely phenomenal um, that this individual has been Um, pursuing and, 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 and even has questions regarding the prophetic, those are good signs that God is wanting to move prophetically in your life in a greater way. And just not from the aspect of you receiving it, but also from the aspect of you giving it. In all of the admonitions regarding the prophetic from the Apostle Paul and from other writers, there was always an admonition to desire to prophesy, To prophesy. Uh, And and I want to encourage you to read through First Corinthians, chapter 12 through chapter 14. It gives a beautiful discourse on the gifts of God, the gifts of the spirit, the manifestation of the spirit. And it it goes heavily into prophecy. And some of the things that you hear um, are eagerly desire to prophesy. One who prophesies edifies the body. Um, 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 when you, when you prophesy, you speak edification, exhortation and comfort to men, let them prophesy. Each one can prophesy one by one that all may be, uh, encouraged and all may be edified. So, so all of the admonition deals with the idea that God desires for you to prophesy. If you're a believer, if you're in the church, God desires for you to prophesy because prophecy benefits other people. It benefits and it encourages, it exhorts and it comforts the people that you engage with every single day, whether they are saved, whether they're not saved, whether they are in church, whether they're not in church. It is a benefit that people will become aware of the voice of God, um, what God has said about them, and even to their purpose, that they are not living a life that, that has no purpose, but that they do live a life of purpose and that God has something to say about it. So I absolutely Love that. Um, so I encourage you, be open to it. Be open to the prophetic. Be open to um, um, to allowing God to speak to you through your relationship with Him, where you'll begin to hear Him and you'll begin to release what He says to other people. And it may not start very strong right away. It may be, it may be small things, small inclinations, but I want to encourage you, just keep pressing into that and also be open to receive prophecy. Maybe get around some ministries or churches, not necessarily leave your church per se, but maybe get around some ministries and churches where where the prophetic is uh, uh, there's stronger emphasis, uh, um, where there's a healthy prophetic culture. And and one thing that I've learned through my personal experience is that even regarding the prophetic, there are things that you can get out of books. There are things that you can get out of teachings. But prophetic cultures are typically more caught than they are taught. They're more caught. Then they are taught, meaning you can get in an environment, a prophetic environment, as an example. And uh, and the in the in the prophetic grace from that environment, you can be you, you, you can actually receive impartation from those types of environments to where it actually makes you more aware uh, of the prophetic. And it actually strengthens the prophetic grace in your life. So um, I hope that helped. I hope I answered the majority of your questions and I thank you for sending it in. Um, And also to to our listeners, the rest of our listeners, uh, send me some stuff. I would love to address it. I would love to speak to it. And uh, hopefully it's a benefit to you. So, again, go ahead and rate Church Talk with Isaac. Go ahead and subscribe to Church Talk with Isaac and give me some of your feedback. I love y'all. I pray y'all have a great, 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 great week. And I will talk to you all soon. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.